I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody, and I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me, take me. 'Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me, and your heart will see that a song changes everything. And the music is moving me forward on the brighter things, on the big. Dreams, let the harmony carry me, carry me. Even if the sky's falling down, I know the sound will lead me out. Come along with me, and I know you'll see that a song changes everything. Goes. <laughs> I almost cried listening to that song this morning. Something about it, it got me this morning. That's, it got you today. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Arts for the Health of It. I'm Catherine Partisini. And I'm Andrea Vocap Sanderson. Yeah. About to kick it off. We got a good show today. We had a cool guest, and I'm excited to um, launch into that. But we have some uh, initiatives that we are still running, and we're excited to. Uh, talk to you about those campaigns because we need hearts. Yes, we need hearts. If you haven't heard, we've been talking about this forever. But if you've been thinking about doing it, um, definitely just do it because um, we are collecting hearts through the end of April for Make a Thousand, Give a Thousand. Here's some of the beautiful um, hearts that have been sent in so far. And these hearts will be given to patients, caregivers, uh, medical staff that we work with in our healthcare communities. Um, You can mail them. Do we have that graphic too? There's the PO box. But if you need more information, you can go to our website, heartsneedart.org slash 1000 hearts. It's the number 1000, not the word. Um, the other fundraiser that's wrapping up, we have like, I think three days left is our given garden fundraiser. You can purchase your plant seeds, um, bulbs, and 50% of the proceeds will go to Hearts Need Art. So make sure you get that in before the 17th. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're heading headlong into the spring season. So it's a good time to, to do some planting and some gardening and the the sun's uh, making more of an entrance and appearance in our lives. I like it. About to get hot. Yeah. <laughs> Super hot. <laughs> yeah, but it's, oh yeah. Everybody always complains during wintertime, but you know, when it, we get into that, that summer heat, it's like, oh, uh, can, can we, can we get a little winter around here? A little mm-hmm. bit. Yes. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, would you like to introduce our guest today? Sure. I can do that. So, This wonderful individual that is coming to us today, I met many years ago when I first started getting into the activist uh, nonprofit grassroots organizations here in San Antonio. And I encountered him and, you know, I I think he heard me rap and sing and then we started talking and then I ended up in a band with him. And so we're going to bring him on today. Just like that. Yeah, you just talk to people and then it's like, I, this is my life. Like I always end up in bands with people. I just talk to them and next thing I know, I'm, I'm in a band. Uh, so <laughs> he's a multi-instrumentalist, but focus on percussion. He is a community healer activist and just singer songwriter, really cool dude, educator and all kinds of wonderful things. Please welcome to the show, Joaquin Muerte Abrego. Welcome Joaquin. Oh, we're missing our clapping. That's okay. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Hey. Sitting in your cool well, office. In my cool office, yes. This is my home studio. Um, it's actually my record room. Um, but I also have, like, where I do my podcast editing, where I do all, like, my, my listening. It's, it's, yeah. But I definitely, uh, it's definitely a space for all my records, as you can see. It's beautiful. If you're listening and not watching, you should go watch because it's just, my husband would be envious of your vinyl collection. He collects vinyls as well. (laughs) Yeah. And I have a bunch of stuff. Like it's stuff that's not even, you know, super random. Like I could do a random pull right now and I'll have some like super random stuff. Like 
I like this game. <laughs> it's just super random. He's on us, didn't he? <laughs> Very random stuff. Well, Joaquin, for people who don't know you, um, tell us where you are and um, where you're from, or maybe how you came to be where you are today. So, so yeah, for sure. Uh, so I am, uh, my name is Joaquin. Uh, I go by Joaquin Muerte. It was a nickname given to me back in the day. Um, I have been um, in San Antonio now for about 23 years. And, uh, but I'm originally from uh, Del Rio, Texas, in a little barrio called San Felipe. San Felipe is one of Del Rio's oldest neighborhoods, and it's one of Del Rio's poorest neighborhoods. And I grew up right in the center of it. Uh, my family all grew up on the same two, two streets, Bowie and Martinez, and we shared all that area. Um, later on, I learned that my relatives uh, are from there from generations to generations before. And I was able to trace my lineage back to the Comanche tribe and the Kickapoo tribe out of Eagle Pass from both my grandfather and my grandmother's side. And then on my mother's side, I was able to trace them back to Coahuila. Um, and uh, my parents uh, have continued to practice indigenous ceremony. Um, and then us two, we've all been practicing indigenous ceremony for many, many years. I'm a traditional um, danzante Azteca with a the practice that we do is called poncheros. It's a very uh, synchronized practice of danza. Um, danza is like a sun dance that uh, a lot of people see like in a Texas, California, or what we call the Aslan area of, of the United States. Um, and I've been uh, doing that ever since I, you know, I was born. I was born into it and been practicing that forever. In the Barrio of San Felipe, um, both my parents uh, were activists and organizers. And it all started with my mother. Uh, my mother's mother was deported, even though she was already a citizen of the United States. Uh, but she was a member of the Braceros program, where they 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 uh, were uh, bringing in uh, folks from Mexico to work, and then they would pay them, and then they would allow them to go back. Um, but what was happening was was that they were um, having them bringing them into work, and then once the work was done, they were sending them back uh, and deporting them in kind of like a a very uh, um, a way that was unjust, and so then um, my mother decided to get very very angry about it because she was trying to get her mother back into the United States, where she was, you know, where she's from, and um, and then she was she she was introduced to the Brown Berets, um, so then um, all that so her journey into activism became my journey into activism because she just began her activism, and when I was born, it was just like. I was in it, you know, um, and some of the some of the silliest things that we used to do was like, you know, she would organize these meetings and have community members come to the meetings. And then um, she would have us all wipe the tables down and then like set the tables up, wipe them down, sweep the room and then open the door for people, guide them into the room, have them and, and be sitting in the room. If we, they needed water, we bring them water. They would have their meetings. They would have their organ. They were organizing you know, protests or they were organizing different events. And then they would all leave. And when they would all leave, we would sweep, we would mop, we'd wipe the tables down, put it all back away. And for me, that was like, without even knowing that was the most essential part to the organizing process. Mm -hmm. um, we would set out the coffee, we would set out the drinks, we would put out the cookies, we would put out the tamales. It was like the most essential part to like the organizing process. And so as a little kid, my mother started these clubs because... Um, there was a lot of uh, addiction to, um, they were addicted to spray, the silver spray, they would put it in a bag and they would sniff it. And it was like a very, it was a, it was a, it was a terrible thing that was happening across Texas. And so there was a lot of uh, organizers, Chicano organizers organizing around that and never trying to make the focus in the arts. So my mother was a theater, a, a theater. Um, she organized a theater. She was also a playwright. She's also a singer. And so, um, you know, there was a lot of singing in home. There was a lot of acting silly in home. There was, and we, we would always be like, whenever we started like telling a story, people would be all like, teatro, 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 which is just like you know, theater in, in Spanish because it, everybody started getting real into the story and telling the story all crazy. And so then, um, you know, we just, so it was always, there was constant uh, making of art in my home. And, um, and so, uh, you know, uh, we were always, and then, you know, people were, uh, after the meetings, they would have the, 
the brainstorming sessions at my mom's house and they would be all passionate yelling and and getting all excited about these political issues and and they began to be the people that were important uh, as they were the ones that were swaying the votes in del rio and um so i learned a lot about that some of my first protests um when i was like eight or nine years old were like these huge marches where tens of thousands of people were marching across texas um to um to protect rights for lgbtq uh to protect rights for women's rights and and that kind of thing and so like i was you know i had seen all that stuff i was like in the midst of like of all those people um and so i grew up uh i learned to play the guitar when i was like I don't know, maybe like 13, uh, but I'd already been singing and so I picked up the guitar because I really wanted to learn how to play. Around th- around 13, I started listening to hip hop, right? And I was like, some of the first like, um, like some of the first like songs that I had been listening to was like Spice One and like, uh, uh, you know, like who, uh, I, I, it was like, you know, all the classic hip hop. Uh, and so I wanted to learn the guitar because I wanted to learn how to play the songs that I was going to like, I wanted to like rap to, right? And um, then a friend of mine, when I was like in, I must have been like in eighth, seventh grade, I think it was, and I got introduced to the Wu-Tang Clan. And I was like, man, this was it. This was the sound. This was the sound that I was looking for. And um, I wanted to dive deep into sampling and and record collecting so that I can cut the best samples. This is where all this started, by the way. <laughs> so I was collecting records and I was trying to sample. I couldn't afford the sampler, so I figured, try uh, let me try to perform the samples, right? The cream sample. Let me try to figure it out so that I can learn. So I picked up the guitar and I would sing and I would I would rap and we were freestyling and we were performing and my mom would they would start the barbecue pit. My both my parents would start the barbecue pit. Uh, and we would start hanging out in the back and we would my dad would invite um, a friend of his over to teach uh, me guitar and he would be like I'll pay you you know and uh, I'll pay you in a six pack and my dad would you know get you know drinks for the guy and 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 you know and the guy would he was just sitting there drink you know drinking his beer and teaching me how to play chords and I was like really like into it and learning and, and learning how to sing and learn how to play um, my parents, by the way, you know, Diana uh, Abrego and Raul Abrego uh, are still in Del Rio, Texas. Um, they still do a lot of that work. They're still involved with their community. Wow. And so um, anyway, I, 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 I wanted to leave town. I was like, you know, this little town, it's like, there's no, there was, I was like picked on for like liking uh, hip hop back in the day. Like I was one of the only guys that didn't listen to all the mainstream hip hop. I was really into Wu-Tang Clan. I was really into like artifacts and I was really into, um, you know, uh, just a lot of like different hip hop artists back then. And so I left and I moved to San Antonio. And when I moved to San Antonio, I started college to go to, um, I wanted to become an anthropologist. And I ran into some piano teacher in the hallway and she was playing like an amazing Claire de Lune. It was like, she was getting on the piano and she had all these tattoos in her arms. And I was just like, who is this person? And so that (laughs) asked her, I said, how can I do that? And she said, sign up for my class. I signed up for her class. Um, all the while working as an activist in the community. Like I was wearing a little part-time job at as an activist with the Southwest Workers Union. And I was and I was taking this class with um with uh, Mary Lou Russell over at San Antonio College. And I was learning how to play piano. And then she was just like, Do you not know sing? And I was like, I do know how to sing. And she said, try it. So like I was like singing a song for her that I like really liked. And she was just like, Oh my God, you have a voice. So then she invited the choir teacher. The choir teacher said, jump in here. And so like, I was like, okay. So I signed up for choir and learned how to sing classically, you know? Um, And then uh, all the while organizing as an activist doing, uh, I became a labor union organizer. I was, I was basically organizing all the cafeteria workers and all the custodians uh, and teaching them about their rights. And then if they were, their rights were violated, I would defend them in meetings that we would have formal meetings that we were having with the administration and if that didn't work, then we would organize the protests that I had learned to be a part of as a kid. <laughs> all the while learning how to play piano, all the while playing guitar. Um, I started to do these things called the taco tours because I was broke. And I was like, how do I make a little bit of cash to like, you know, supplement my income? Uh, and so we started going to taquerias. It was like me, my friend Kiko, and I think Eatsy at the time, or it was like a couple of our friends. And we were like getting together and we we're going to taquerias and hopping out in the morning, like, 
Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and we go play at these taquerias, make a couple a couple bucks. And then um, we started a band called Semia because it was doing so well. I, I left Southwest Workers Union for a little while. I, I auditioned for UTSA to become a vocalist at UTSA, and I became their second chair high tenor. Um, and uh, then I had got I got injured. I got injured. I hurt my back, and I had to split. I'm giving you guys a fast version. If that's cool, Are you guys. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, you you have three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fast forward. So like. I, I had to drop out of school. I had to figure out how to make a little bit of money. I went back into organizing all the while, still kind of connected with my activist community. Um, I started a band called Los Nahualatos. Uh, well, before that, before I started Los Nahualatos, that's where I met Vocab. Uh, we brought her into the fold um, with the group Semilla because we were. I was really wanting to do this three-part harmony, these vocalist kind of things. And we always had this idea to do like these like R&B soul kind of like vocal harmonies and and at the same time, like Cuban, son, Chicano, soul, you know, cumbia, polkas. And then, it, you know, whatever, the band started to change. And we, I, I created a band called Los Nahualatos with a few friends of mine. Um, and then uh, we started doing like this, like Chicano fusion. We call it Chicano Roots Fusion, where we were uh, playing all the different combinations that have influenced Chicano music. Um, I started getting really good at that. Um, I became I became a professional organizer. Uh, I started getting looked for, and somebody saw me at a protest, and they introduced me to the uh, UT, uh, San Antonio, City of San Antonio's Healthy Neighborhoods Program. I got hired by the Healthy Neighborhoods Program. I started singing for a group called Eddie and the Valiants. I'm like rushing through this. Yeah, and this then, timeline's like it's going faster. Go ahead. <laughs> you got like yeah, six we got to get you set up for your mindfulness practice. Yeah, we gotta, we're gonna go to a practice in just a couple minutes. So yeah, so, yeah. So. Um, began singing uh, with Eddie and the Valiants um, and then organizing for the city of San Antonio. And then uh, I started get playing bigger stages with Los Navalatos, bigger stages with Eddie and the Valiants. Um, and then I was I, all the while organizing with activism, making connections with the community, building and making delicious foods in the West Side, um, just being a big part of the community. Uh, and then I was always writing my own original music. And so then in the most recent years, I started to actually... Uh, actually compose, organize, chart, and then organize a band that I uh, started called Joaquin, where I am um, I'm pl playing my original music. That's wonderful. The, the other little piece that I forgot to mention was that, like, you know, I, I grew up in a very mystical and kind of the indigenous background. I grew up in this little mystical background of indigenous family. Uh, I've always had this connection with, like, paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, that kind of thing. And so in between that, I started a podcast called the Chica Next vs. Aliens podcast and have been collecting stories from people in the community alongside learning their narrative, alongside telling that narrative. So just doing all kinds of that stuff. Cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and you're going to share practice with us. Right Great. now, we're going to go to a song by a recent uh, guest on the show from Big Infinite. They have a song called uh, Cherishing. No, 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 just kidding. We're not going to that song. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna start with Magic by Jeff. Since you mentioned magic and mysticism, we're Here gonna we go, go to Magic Perfect. by Jeff Wood. That's what we're gonna go to. <laughs> Stars, you dream it up. Show it to me. Cause you're magic, everything about you is magic Every little piece you is magic I for one know I gotta have it Every single thing is trash Know that other people don't have it Nearly as good as I have it Being with you is your magic Every single day you're magic Everything about you is magic Every little piece you is magic I for one know I gotta have it Every little piece of you is magic, Joaquin. That's and uh, that was magic by Jeff Wood. So uh, we, uh, we want to set you up so you can do this practice with us for the mindfulness. Uh, Catherine, you got anything before we go in? 
No, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to hear about this. All right, Joaquin, you have the floor. Take take us into the to the practice. Okay, so just to to get you guys all lined up with me, um, this is something I learned uh, working with healthy neighborhoods. This is something that I learned also working with communities um, of activism, communities and things that we were practicing to stabilize our mental health and wellness. But then it also just dates back to, I mean, just the beginning of time. Like these are just practices that we do. It's, called, it's a mindful practice. Uh, I like to call it the fifth dimension um, because there's different dimensions to who we are as human beings. So like just to kind of get us started, I would like to take three deep breaths and you guys take it with me, but I want you, when you take a deep breath, I want you to feel your pancita. I want you to feel your stomach and make it chubby. Like if you're like, you know, the way babies make their little stomachs chubby. Um, so when you breathe in for your stomach, okay, you ready? Breathe in. Exhale. Breathe in one more time. Exhale. And then when you breathe in this next time, I want you to release it like, like Darth Vader style. Like, okay, breathe in. Exhale. Okay, so now we're lined up. Um, so the mindfulness practice is, I want you to think of, let's think of the word heart. So we're gonna say the word heart out loud. And so um, I want you to say the word, uh, Catherine, say the word now. Heart. Vocab, say the word. Heart. Okay, and I'm going to say the word. Heart. Okay, now I want you to say it in your mind. No voice, no sound. And I want you to say it when I count to three. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Whose voice did you hear when you, when you said it? Was it your voice? Was it somebody else's voice? So that little voice that you heard in your head is that it's like your it's like your inner child it's your inner voice it's that um that one that helps you make those decisions um when you are needing to make a quick decision um it's that person that you hear whenever you're meditating or it's that it's that same person that you that you hear when you're when you're praying or when you're um you hear a song and you can't get it out of your head it's that same place I like to call it the fifth dimension. And that's a little influenced by KRS-One, the hip hop artist. He talks about this same thing. Um, now, I want to practice going to the fifth dimension and pretending that we're going to cut and taste a lemon, all right? So here's the lemon, put the lemon in your hands, all right? So we're gonna get a little knife and we're gonna cut open the lemon and here's a piece. I'm handing you over a piece. I'm handing vocab a piece. I'm handing Catherine a piece. There you go. Here you go. Thank you. All right. So, like, close your eyes. And I want you to put that lemon to your nose. It smells citrusy, sour. It almost makes your mouth water a little bit because you're like, ooh, this is going to be sour. You can taste the different smells, the smell of the rind, the smell of the inside. It reminds you of like a refreshing lemonade. It reminds you of un uh, topo chico con limón. It reminds you of uh, a, un chango. Like it's one of those uh, sour snow cone. Uh, all the different things you can make with a lemon, right? Now squeeze the lemon and there's a little bit of juice that comes out. You taste the juice. Ooh, it's sour, right? So open your eyes, right? So this is a place that we can go to in our brains when we feel like we need to take an emotional break. We need to take an emotional pause and we can go to that same place. That's the same place, that, our, that, that fifth dimension, that place in our mind that we can meditate, we can pray, or we can try to make the different decisions. Now, I want to tap into it one more time. Have you ever, so I used to do this with the folks out in the community. Have you ever passed by a sign? Imagine a big billboard, right? And you're passing by in your car, you're driving in your car and you're passing by this billboard. And there is this giant, 
cheeseburger, right? You have the bottom bread, you have this glossy, beautiful, big chunk of meat, and then you have a slice of cheese melted onto the sides. Then you have another piece of meat, a double meat, with another slice of cheese over the top, and it's nice and melty, it's going over the edges. And then you have a nice crispy slice or a, a, a little bit of lettuce, right? A leaf of lettuce right on top of that. It kind of has like little drops of like of water where it's clean. And then you have two slices of tomatoes stacked just perfectly above each other to get the whole to go get the whole cheeseburger. And then you have that last bun on top. Little, it's a little, uh, has a little oil on the top with a little bit of sesame seeds, right? Okay, how delicious. So open your eyes. Now, when you think about how delicious that cheeseburger is, you think, hmm, I'm hungry. I want, I want, I would love a cheeseburger. So you can imagine that it happens to us all the time seeing little fast food spots when we're passing by. <laughs> and then, um, okay, so, yeah. uh, so then, uh, but then this is important as uh, members of our community, one, can't afford things like that. The other thing is we got to be considerate that members of our community probably shouldn't be eating some of those things, especially with super certain health conditions, right? But then you have a lot of this stuff, these, these commercials, these pictures passing by. So now I want you to think about what it feels like to be hungry. Has there ever been a moment where you've been really, really hungry? What are some of the things that happen to you? What are some of the signs that tell you that you're hungry? Hunger pains in my tummy. The, good one. That's a good one. Catherine, any, anything? That, that's the same. Yeah, it's normally like a hunger pain in my stomach. Mm -hmm. so, it, so it's like your stomach rumbles. You kind of feel this little pain in your stomach. Like it's like a little, a little uneasy. You're like, oh, I'm hungry. Like your stomach tells you. Your actual stomach tells you. You have an actual feeling, which is different from the passing by images that were passed into your mind that tell you, I think I'm hungry. And so then this is another opportunity for us to use that fifth dimension to tell ourselves, well, let me distinguish whether I'm actually hungry or let me distinguish whether I have an actual pang, right? So then like this gives us the opportunity to, um, to channel ourselves, to talk to ourselves, to talk within and to tell ourselves, let me make a better decision. Now, that same place is the same place in our mind where I make music. This is where I hear that. This is where I hear that song, right? So people always say, like, how do you come up with that stuff? Like, sometimes it's another song I'm listening to, and I pull my favorite parts, and I hear it. Right? And then I'm thinking, like, how can I put a drum to that? You know, and then I'm thinking, like, and so then sometimes that's just in my mind right and that is just happening in my head so then like then i start to bring in the lyrics you know i'm not really hungry but i saw a cheeseburger today i don't know something right <laughs> um and so then uh so that's that same place right uh so i i like to encourage people to like use that same place where they hear that sound or have that vision right you can have that vision in your mind and that's where sometimes some of the art that i can come up with i used to be a graffiti artist i didn't even mention that in the, in the beginning but i used to be a graffiti what, artist. what haven't you done joaquin <laughs> <laughs> just, one of those, just one of those kids i'm a creative like i was just one of those kids always messing with some kind of something right and so like whenever i was like thinking of letters that was the same place that i would go to i would think like how can i make this my 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 the first letter of my name j how can i make the j go like you know the, the j goes like this how can i make it go like this or how can i make it go like this or how can i make it go so like in my mind i was thinking about how the letters would form and i would go to that same place that i could see and i could think and i can hear right um the other thing that i want to say is that like sometimes whenever i'm feeling sad or whenever i'm feeling angry or whenever I'm feeling like an emotion that I feel like might go out of control, something that I feel like I need to put at least to kind of contain it, you know, you could even say like, maybe this is attributed to road rage, or maybe I got into an argument with a friend about certain politics, right? Because that happens amongst activists all the time. 
And so then there's an opportunity for me to make a decision about how I'm going to how I'm going to make that a better situation or a worse situation. I always say, think twice, speak once. And this is the opportunity for us to go into that part of our mind to think again. What am I going to say? I want to say that this is what I think about that situation. Wait, let me think about that again. Let me put that into my brain. And so then sometimes the most important that you, the thing that could come out of that is that you've listened and you gave the opportunity to listen. And then you could say something like, you know, that I don't know. I don't, I couldn't speak on that, but what I could say is, right? Instead of maybe adding on to the fire or the flames. But then you could say that same thing to yourself. You know what? I'm feeling very angry. Whew. Let me think twice. Let me channel it back. Let me pull it back a little bit. Let me pause for a quick second. Go into that fifth dimension of my mind and think, mm, don't be angry. Or say the word, right? Uh, I know we said the word heart, but maybe the word that we say is happy. Or maybe the word that we say is um, home or or family or whatever your whatever social whatever value that uh, thing that you value the most, right? Take that moment to pause and to say those things. And That's so um, I just want to close out this quick thing with another set of deep breaths because I think that um, it's heavy. Whether uh, it seems like it was quick or, or not, it's very heavy. So let's take another three breaths. Fill your stomach like a fat baby. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Breathe in. Breathe out, Darth Vader. <sighs> Breathe in. Fat baby stomach. Breathe out, Darth Vader. <sighs> Breathe in one more time. Breathe out, Darth Vader. Fat baby Darth Vader. <sighs> oh, perfect. Right. Every time you said fat baby Darth Vader, <laughs> I could see a baby stomach in my head with like the beginning of the pamper. <laughs> it made me happy to think of a baby's belly being chubby. So I'm glad we talked about some reflection. We're going to take a quick break. And one of my favorite songs that I've, I've written that is a very reflective song, it's called Pin Pretends. And when we come back from listening to Pin Pretends, we're going to just talk to you a little bit more about what you got coming up. This is a chapter and after you're gone I'm hoping to capture our love song My ink thinks that I'm in love with you My pen pretends that this ain't deja vu My hand commands I make my thoughts come true So I write these words to you, what tangible My ink thinks that I'm in love with you My pen pretends that this ain't deja vu My hand commands I make my thoughts come true So I write these words to you, what tangible this is a chapter and after you're gone I'm hoping to capture our love song This is a chapter of our love song I'm hoping to capture it now that you're gone Stuck in this cocoon of a writer's block My pen wants to form wings but my ink won't jot the plot Sketchy details cause my hand to stop Fuzzy memories make the photos crop I'm caught between the rocks that was my song, Pin Pretends. You keep listening to that all day. <laughs> it's a short song. It's only like two minutes and some change. I wanted to make like a song that was about the length of an interlude. But enough about that. Back to Joaquin. So, you know, it was really great to hear your origin story and how, you know, you've gotten to close to present day. We almost got to present day and some of the stuff that you're doing. But now we're going to take that time to bring us present day and talk about the things that you're currently doing. And if you have any stuff coming up at the end of March or going into April, you know, any shows that you want to tell people about? For sure. So um, I just want to kind of start with a one. I'm still um, taking entries for podcasts for folks who want to be interviewed about anything that they've experienced, like paranormally, if they've ever been abducted by a UFO, if they know any crazy ghost stories, um, and have any crazy stories from their family, I'd love to hear your stories. So you're always welcome to hit me up. This uh, podcast is called Chica Next versus Aliens. 
um, X-I-C-A-N-X, Chicanex. Um, the X in the beginning, recognizing the indigenous, the X at the end, um, being all-inclusive for LGBTQ. Um, I am currently also a record DJ, a vinyl DJ. I'm going to be uh, DJing April the 1st over at Hyman's Place. By the end of the night, I'm going to be spinning some oldies firme rolas, um, records that I've collected over the years that are Texas rare soul. You can always find me, um, look up on social media. I go by Joaquin Muerte. You can find all the little DJ things that I'm doing or spinning records, or if you want me to spin at your spot, like I could spin at your spot. Um, I'm part of a collective of musicians. Uh, the collective of um, several collectives, but the, I'm part of bands, but I'm actually part of a collective of of um, musicians that are trying to organize kind of like a music label, but we are just putting things together. We're putting our heads together to do um, uh, uh, like a, a blueprint for how to manage yourself as, a, as an independent artist. Um, so I want to give a shout out to uh, Puro Unity who created these stickers. Puro Unity, um, let's do the thing. So do, do the thing. There we go. <laughs> so Puro Unity um, developed these designs. He's a creative, uh, and he he is also a, um, a a graphic designer. He developed this one right here. Am I doing it right? Okay, there it goes. Yep. Yeah, it's clear. Um, and, and so I want to shout out to Puro Unity. Ten past seven on Instagram. His name is Angel Garza, and his wife Sarita Garza. Um, they designed some of these things. Um, we are coming together as a musician, as a musicians collective and an artist collective. We have a project called Felipe Jr. with my friend Felipe Iruegas, where I'm playing the drums on his indie rock project. I'm also, uh, I have my own solo project called Joaquin, right, that I, that I showed you earlier. It's Chicano Soul from San Antonio, original Chicano Soul, uh, where I'm doing a three-part doo-wop uh, project. It's a full band, but it has a three-part doo-wop. Uh, we're about to release our album, but we just debuted. We got to open up for the band The Sacred Souls from San Diego, and they were awesome. Uh, that was one of the biggest crowds that my band had ever played for the first time. It was like 600 people. Wow. Um, I couldn't find a parking space and I left, even though I had a ticket. I was so hurt. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and then, um, but I'm still playing with my group Los Navalatos. Um, I'm sure that the, the it's not, oh, it is married, is it? Yeah. Uh, so like Los Navalatos is a, another band that I'm, a project that I'm playing with. Um, I'm the drummer and the singer for that band. Me and Nicolas um, are some of the longest standing original members of that band, but it's a nine piece now, I think nine piece band. Uh, we have horns and percussion and we do this like Chicano, um, uh, uh, Chicano roots fusion. And we just played the Muertos Fest uh, where we opened up for Los Lobos. Um, and then we did two uh, recent shows in uh, California and we're hoping to go back, hopefully to San Diego. Um, what else am I doing? What am I missing? Oh, Eddie and the Valiants. Um, so Eddie and the Valiants, I'm a singer, one of the singers of a three-part doo-wop. Uh, Eddie and the Valiants is a group of, of Chicano soul. Well, I mean, it's like, it's Chicano soul because everybody in the band is Chicano, but it's a San Antonio soul, um, doo-wop soul project that does covers of uh, music uh, that was uh, uh, created or, or done in San Antonio. So like, some we we perform some of the music of like Sunny and the Sunliners, the Royal Jesters, the Cheaters, um, all the different types of um, music that was doo wop, and they call it West Side Soul, even though a lot of that was based in West Side, South Side, and East Side. Um, but it, uh, I think the point of the West Side is to bring um, the importance to the poor community um, and the a community of color that was where this music was developed. And they used it at the time it was called garage rock, um, but now we see it as soul and a doo-wop soul. Um, so I have a show with them at the Carver Center on April the 1st. Uh, and I mentioned April the 1st earlier, so I'm going to perform with Eddie and the Vines <laughs> earlier that day. At I the just Carver realized Center. how busy you are that day. <laughs> And then I'm going to go later on the Hymas place and spin some rolas. So I'm gonna sing some rolas and then I'm gonna spin some rolas. Um, mm. What else? Uh, oh, March 31st, you can catch Joaquin performing their set over at um, the Lighthouse Lounge. So we're gonna be opening oh my God, up. Your... You got back-to-back gigs. That's yep. gonna be that, that's gonna be a busy. Oh God, you gotta get you some sleep on the 29th and 28th. 
Yeah, well, the, the, the thing that I do most importantly is that I have to hydrate and I have to do vocal warm-ups. And for anybody who wants to know where to get really good vocal warm-ups, just look up Michael Jackson's vocal warm-ups. I follow Michael Jackson's vocal warm-ups on YouTube and they are the best. It I'm not a vocalist, but I'm I'm going to look those up because I'm curious. It's Seth Riggs. It's Seth Riggs warming up. Uh, who is a vocal teacher? Seth Riggs is Seth Riggs is warming up Michael Jackson, and I follow it from beginning to end. And then I drink a lot of water and then I go on stage and I drink water on stage. So like, that's just how I do it. My, that's been my like, my survival package for uh, performing back-to-back shows. Also sleep. Sleep. I yeah, have... we underestimate how important sleep is in our life in order to re- recuperate, rejuvenate and stuff like that. And uh, uh, I just, I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, as we're about to bring it to a close. So we can look up Joaquin Muerte online and know how to find you and get to all of your your goody goodiness and all the 18,000 bands that you're singing because yes, you do. And I know because I sing in a lot of bands and a lot of groups too. So it, it's, it's been beautiful to watch your journey. Um, and I really love to see how there's been these spaces of overlap where you tie in community activism and sing songs about healing and, you know, always advocate for marginalized groups through your art as well as through your activism. And it's just, it's just really a pleasure to know you. Thanks. I do have, I have one more question before we let you go. Um, I'm curious if you have any, I guess, words of wisdom or guidance for people that maybe kind of have that desire to whether it's being a musician or a writer or whatever um the creative outlet is like do you have guidance on actually listening to that voice kind of that like fifth dimension voice you've described like that the part of you that's observing your thoughts and maybe it's something that's telling you to pursue something because it just sounds like you've um that you've always paid attention to that voice within yourself Sorry, I lost my nice camera. I guess it's <laughs> it that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. So I mean, words of wisdom, right? I think um, you know some of the things that make it difficult to get to those words of wisdom um, could be like um, eating fast foods and bad foods, um, eating snacks uh, that are unhealthy for you, like you know, just like greasy chips. Um, sometimes, like first thing in the morning, um, I'll um, like, I'll drink some water. Um, and then I like to eat like a fruit. One of my favorite things to do more recently that I've just been doing is getting an apple. And when I take that first bite, I allow all that good appleness to just hit my cheeks. And I'm just like, oh, and I just am so grateful for the flavors. Oh, my God, the sweetness of this apple taking. So, like, you know, when you, whenever you drink, like, a really strong Kool-Aid, when I say strong Kool-Aid, I just mean that it's super sugary. Um, you're just like, woo, right? I like to pay attention because that's a flavor. That's a different flavor. It's not that it's sweeter. It's not that it's less sweet. It's just a different flavor. It's a level of a flavor. It's a flavor. I like to I like to taste fruits like when it's watermelon season to eat some eat some watermelon when it's the peach peaches are my favorite pineapple or some apples and I like just to take that first bite I let that really experience it yeah I let that fruit sit in my mouth and then and then I chew it right I like to I like to tap into that to be able to say thank you I'm grateful that I'm able to experience this and it makes me feel alive. Um, I drink some, and like I said, drink some water. Uh, I, I mean, you know, some people say drink, you know, uh, room temperature water. I like to drink cold water. When I drink cold water, I'm just like, oh, I can feel it travel. You can feel it going through your body. Yeah, yeah I can feel it travel. And then you so do then, your Michael Jackson warm ups, and you're good to go. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Yes. That's not how the warm-up goes, though. <laughs> not at all. And they would be mad at you if they knew you were shocking your vocal cords with cold water. But other than that, <laughs> we won't tell them. We won't tell them. I will. I want to tell this quick story about Joaquin. Um, 
one day we were getting together to have a meeting because we had a hip hop show coming up. And Joaquin was like, I'm going to make you some tea. And he got this bag of dried hibiscus leaves. Mm. And he started talking to me through the process of how he was making me the tea. And when he handed me the tea, because he involved me in the process of how he was creating it for me, when he handed it to me and I took a sip of it, I was very much aware of the flavors and everything that went into it because he talked to me through the process. And ever since then, I've pretty much been hooked on drinking like a jicama or a hibiscus tea and stuff like that. Like I love it. And just because of that point of connection, it wasn't that I hadn't had it before because I'd had it before. And I was like, oh, it's cool. But when he made it for me and talked to me about it, that's when it really, it resonated with me and I, it meant something more to me. Uh, and I think this idea of being mindful and being grateful and taking these moments to experience the, the moment and being present in whatever moment we're in, I think that's so beautiful. You know, I, my father introduced me to the hibiscus tea. He, my father is a, a, a like a traditional healer, a curandero of sorts. He knows how to pick uh, uh, medicine from the ground and from the trees. He just knows it. He grew up knowing it. And so I remember drinking my first drink of hibiscus tea and I was just like, ooh, what is this? And he was just like, Mexican Kool-Aid or something like that. He said something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But then later on, I learned that um, hibiscus is really good for um, cleaning out sugars. If you if you drink it uh, without sugar, it's good for rinsing out the insides of your body of the sugar and salts, and it helps to lower cholesterol. It helps to lower um, your uh, glyc uh, what do they call it? Your glyc glucose glucose um, levels. And it helps you to balance out a little bit. So uh, I take that. I listen. I'm so grateful to have my father and all that that he's taught me with that. Thank you. Well. We appreciate you coming on the show today, Joaquin, and, and sharing all of these wonderful treasures and especially even your your little notes that you snuck in there. And I, I hope all of you go and check out some of Joaquin's music because it is absolutely beautiful and he does focus on harmony and balance. So thank you for being here. I'm going to take one more break. <laughs> I think we got one more song that we're going to check out real quick and then we'll be back. I think we might do that. <laughs> Medis teardrops tell you I will lie no more. Forgot the sunshade, sweet heart upon my nose. There ain't no shadows in a miracle. I forgot the sunshade, sweet heart upon my Shadows in a miracle. Oh, your eyes now I see you got nothing but love for me. So I'll be cherishing. So I'll That was Cherishing by Big Infinite. Yes, they were. Jordan Lally was a guest on our show a few weeks back. So, um, oh man, so many good things from Joaquin. Um, I think especially just taking, it, it's like the pause, taking the pause in Absolutely. just the busyness of, of things we do every day, especially when it comes to what we ingest, like how we're nourishing ourselves, whether it's food or thoughts or what we're reading or listening to. So yeah, all around us, there's different things that are vying for our attention and our influence that they're, you know, put in our place to either not necessarily distract us, but to lead us to a different path of thought. And sometimes we need to ask ourselves, do we need to go down that, that path and, and follow that and say yes to whatever it's offering the offerings that come to us all day long, every day. I remember there's been times in my life that I've made up in my mind, Today, I'm going to fast. I'm going to give up food uh, for whatever spiritual reason that I might have decided. And I promise you on that day, five people will offer me food. <laughs> and the other day, of nobody's course. offering me food. Right. No. Hey, you want the Snickers bar? Hey, I have some leftover pasta. You want that? No other day. But the day that I'm like, I'm not eating today. I'm going to focus and, and cleanse like, out my spirit. Extra you know. challenge. Extra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. 
So it's like, I think it's this moment of asking ourselves, you know, do we need these things? Do we want these things? Are we welcoming these things? And, or is it just some excess that's, that's there to kind of keep, right. keep us different? I like that. Think twice, speak once. Yes. Like instead of acting on impulse and being mm. so reactive all the time. Whew. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up, but before we do, uh, you have something coming up on the 26th. Yes, I do. I do. I do. I'm going to open up my calendar so I don't tell y'all wrong. <laughs> uh, so March 26th at the Echo Bridge, which is on the southeast side of San Antonio, uh, there is a place called Tandem. And if you're you can park your car at Tandem. And when you get out, there's this little path. It's kind of steep. So, you know, wear some tennis shoes, wear some very good shoes that have some traction to them. You can go down. I think we're going to start around the five o'clock hour. Uh, but you can follow the foreign arm on on Instagram or Facebook and it'll tell you we're going to have a show, a concert. It's going to kick off with George Garza Jr. He's going to bring a trio. They're going to perform for a little bit. Then I'm going to do a short set of poetry. And then it's going to go into the band, The Foreign Arm, which will have pretty much all of us and a couple of different players in the background. So the Echo Bridge show, we have that concert coming up on the 26th. And I would love to yeah. see all of you out there. If you're here in San Antonio, you can bring a lawn chair. You can bring a blankie. You can bring your dogs, you know, your kitty cats, whatever, you know, because people love to take their dogs out on, on a Sunday. And, you know, so I think it would be a cool thing to uh, bring your bring your uh, family and come out and hang out with us. Yeah. Nice. Nice time of year to do it before it gets face melting. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be under a bridge. So it should be very cool. There's it's, mm -hmm. it's all shaded. So you will not have direct sun exposure at all. Nice. <laughs> Great. OK, well, before we go, real quick reminders, buy your plants to beautify your garden. <laughs> Give a garden. We're doing rapid fire. <laughs> Make a thousand, give a thousand, make your hearts, mail them to us. For every heart we receive, $1 will be donated to Hearts Need Art up to $1,000. So we invite you to check those out. We want to say thank you to our sponsors who helped make this podcast possible, including the Nancy Smith Hurd Foundation and Jane Phipps. And on that, we will say goodbye. Keep creating, everybody. Make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe, all the things. We will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking because of something you've heard on this podcast.